You're listening to Got Tech, the podcast with your hosts, Eric Geis and Nick Johnson. Welcome back to Got Tech, the podcast. This is episode 80 called the 2021 EdTech Madness Bracket. In this episode, I sit down with the creator of the bracket, Kyle Nemus. We discuss the 16 tools that made it into the EdTech Madness Bracket. We talk about how we see the bracket playing out, as well as some honorable mention EdTech tools. This is another episode you'll not want to miss. Check it out. March Madness, I love it. EdTech Bracket, I love it. Kyle Nemus, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. I'm excited about being on here. I'm excited about this bracket. You are our most frequent flyer guest on the podcast. Uh, I think this is your third or fourth time. The only people that have you beat are myself and Nick, but we're happy to have you back and we're happy to dive into this EdTech Bracket. Now, I'm a big fan of the whole March Madness energy and the ramp up in the college basketball, but you did your own little spin on this. Can you tell us a little bit about the bracket, how it works, how do you select the tools, and a little bit of the process behind the bracket? Sure. So, yeah, I'm an ed tech coach. Um, so part of my job every day, of course, is to know what tools people like and use. And no matter what, you kind of live in your own little bubble of the people you're around. So a few years ago, 2019, I kind of threw this out there on Twitter where I came up with what I thought were like the top 16 tools and threw it out there and kind of was curious if other people would vote and kind of do a little bracket. And it took off pretty nicely, which was cool. And so it's been awesome. I think for a few reasons for me, selfishly, it's been really great for me to see what people know and like, because that is a big part of my job. Um, But I also love the fact that a lot of people out there are also being exposed to new tools and stuff like that. So there's winners all around, if you will. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I, I will say that it is getting a lot of attention this year. Some of the number of votes for some of the tools has been, I, I would see, say, more involvement this year compared to the other years. Do you think that's because of the tools that you selected? Or what do you think is causing the spike of involvement? Oh, I have no idea. I feel like Twitter is just once you get past the threshold, then people start, you know, piling on the whole bandwagon thing. No, so right now, yeah, we're almost at the, at the end of round one, and each poll has somewhere between a thousand and two thousand votes, which has just been so cool to see what people are are picking and you know what's winning and and stuff like that. So yeah, we're almost at the end of round one, so we kind of have an idea of who's going to win each round. But yeah, it's been taken off, and I think my favorite part, Eric, is seeing how heated like real March Madness people are getting, like in the sense of like there's some strong loyalty to some tools about like how much they love them and can't believe other tools are winning. And there is some legit trash talk um, happening on Twitter for EdTech. And it just makes me smile. <laughs> so I'm glad that you mentioned that because I've been checking out the tweets and and it reminds me of the late night talk shows where they do mean tweets. I mean, there has been some uh, <laughs> definite bashing of your choices. Uh, I will yeah. say my favorite one is probably what? Desmos isn't in this bracket. This this bracket is null and void. This isn't a real bracket. So it's almost like uh, they're saying that their 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 tool Desmos is the heavy hitter, and it's like not inviting the number one to the March Madness bracket. And I love it. 
<laughs> it is. I mean, it's so hard. I mean, you were part of the process. So we sat down with you and two other ed tech coaches and we sat down and, and tried to think of what are the top 16 tools that go across most grade levels, most subjects, which is really hard to narrow it down. So you're right. Every year I do this, I right before I, I sent it out there, I, I told my wife, I was like, are you ready for the angry tweets? Because here they come. And I sent it out there and inevitably the first tweets are like, you left off this tool. I can't believe you left this off. And again, I just am smiling because people are so passionate about this tool that they love, which is wonderful because at the end of the day, it's still people learning and getting exposed to all these tools. And I think it's just so funny. So yeah, there was some legit trash talk from like Desmos. Uh, Merge Cube was was funny. They just they put a funny gif about like, why aren't we here? And and, Seas- and Seesaw is great too, but Seesaw is really kind of elementary focused. So, um, but it's just really funny to see how um, many tools that people love and get really upset that they weren't on there. Going back to the Desmos tool, <laughs> yeah. uh, I I thought every time I hear Desmos, I think of it as being math. Me too. And uh, I have been corrected throughout this process because apparently it goes across other curriculums. So that's the reason why I really love your ed tech bracket here. And I'm, I'm happy to be a part of the selection process. But I will tell you, uh, I know a lot of tools, but I'm getting proven wrong as to uh, what actually is being used out there. And uh, I think we'll see more examples of that as we go through the bracket in a little bit. But so I'm going to check out Desmos and I'm going to see how it applies <laughs> to other curriculums and see if I could actually get in on it. The other tool that I saw get mentioned a couple of times was Swivel. And uh, I have a Swivel, but it is iPad specific. So in school, that does not support, you know, Apple and iPads. We're a, we're a Chrome slash Dell district, pretty much. The swivel opportunity to use that in in school in a classroom is limited. That was the reason. I I like to think of certain tools that are going to include the most amount of people into this bracket. So that's what I was based off. Now I will tell you that there are a couple tools that are my gems. I really love them and I was biased, but that was just me. But if they got into the bracket, other ed tech coaches really had to like them. It wasn't just my opinion. It wasn't just your opinion. It was like a collective effort. Let's go into the bracket a little bit. We yes, have- who, who are your four though? I want to know who are your your, your gems? Who, are you, who would you pick to win this whole thing? <laughs> well, I, I will tell you that when I teach, I want to create a list of four, five, six tools. And I don't want to stray away from them too much because I think once you get into more than four, five, six tools, then you start getting noisy and the students get confused. And if the students have motivation to go out and try a new tool, I want to support them to do that. I want them to be able to do that. However, I don't want to add so many tools that it's taking away from the content. So I will tell you that my curation tool of choice is Wakelet. Uh, There's a lot of flexibility there. So for me, I had Wakelet going to the final four. And the reason why I had it beaten Flipgrid for the final four is because Wakelet has Flipgrid shorts. So I see Wakelet as my tool there. Uh, I will tell you that I just started using Book Creator and that's an amazing tool too. And I can't take anything away from Padlet, but I had Wakelet going out. As far as the gamification section, I'd look it. Look it is, uh, and I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but that's how I'm going to say it. But look it is a newer tool. Gimkit, I love Gimkit, but look it just, it's something new. Though I do like Gimkit, they have, uh, a scenario that is kind of like Among Us now. So I might go back to, to the GIM kit to try that, but I, I, I picked Blookit. Uh, Moat is my favorite tool. It's a simplistic tool. It does something extremely well. 
kind of like your tool that you have that got snubbed from this list. Uh, Moat is my feedback tool. And to be honest with you, it's been my most valuable tool throughout the pandemic, even more so than Zoom, uh, I would say, because it allows me to give them a personalized feel and a per personalized sense of learning. And then finally, we video. But we video is subscription based for all the things that I use it for. It is probably my most student creative tool. And that's the reason why I go there because it does so many things well. You could screencast, you can do all these different things so well when it comes to student content creation. Yeah. Okay. So so this is gonna be fun, Eric. I feel like we can go through each of the the brackets, right? And we can, you know, we can share our opinion because I think we have a decent grasp on technology, but ultimately we can tell people what the uh, people's choice are because it's 100% votes by teachers and the voting is pretty much done. So at this point we can kind of declare winners. And you said we were, we were pretty shocked, which is really cool, interesting to learn. So you want to go through each one? Yeah, let's, let's go down. We have Flipgrid and Book Creator first. And I would, I would expect Flipgrid to be the heavy hitter here. I haven't really looked at your results, so maybe yeah, I'll share. Maybe you could share them as we go through. You got it. Yeah, I would also pick Flipgrid over Book Creator, um, even though they're both wonderful. And Flipgrid currently is crushing Book Creator pretty good, 86%. So they should take it down, which is not really a big surprise. All right, our next one is Wakelet and Padlet. I would think that this is closer. I would go Padlet here. I have no clue how the voting is going to turn out, but I'm hoping my Padlet or my yeah. Wakelet goes through. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I thought you were the Wakelet guy. So um, this has been my most fun one to watch because Padlet is winning and, and should probably win. But Wakelet has such a strong community and on the Twitter world. So there is like an outcry of the Wakelet wave of ambassadors that are basically like mind blown that Wakelet is not going to win. Um, but it's again, that's a really good sign that people are still loving Padlets. That's actually been the theme of we're going to say that is a lot of the old school ones are still crushing it. Um, and we could probably analyze that to however we want, but it seems like the newer ones still just don't have the momentum needed. So Padlet is, is going to take them down, it looks like. Let's get into the other, I guess it's the Southwestern part of the bracket. <laughs> Uh, quizzes in GimKit. For both of these, I mean, they're amazing tools in their own right, but I would go with GimKit here. And you know what? I would too. I had GimKit going to my final four, but what seems to be happening is, so quizzes is, is actually kind of crushing them, 70% to 30. Um, and we're talking about 1,500 votes at this point. So that's a whole lot of people who are chiming in there. And a common sentiment is that GimKit is now paid. GimKit was free and it was you know pretty amazing, but now it's a paid tool that you really can't use the free version very well anymore because it's I think I believe it's a maximum of five kids or um, last I checked. But either way, that seems to be the, the turning point is that they're both wonderful, but quizzes has the free option that's a lot stronger. You know, free is is my favorite four-letter word when it comes to these ed tech tools. It gives you more options. So I I could see how the the logic behind that one for sure. Blook it and Kahoot. This is where I would pick Blook it, but you know, my gut feeling says Kahoot's going to walk away with this one. Yeah, you're not wrong. I also would pick, it's actually Bluekit, Eric. I, I, the, the guy who made it told me that not too long ago. And he's like, can you just please tell people it's Bluekit? I was like, sure. But just so you know, everyone's calling it Bluekit. But Bluekit, yes, I agree. So they are kind of getting, again, Kahoot is, is looking pretty strong and they should take them down. But I, I do love this bracket for that reason, because even though Bluekit's going to lose, I really think in the end, so many people now have 
hopefully learned and seen the name Blue Kit and hopefully can try it in their classroom. So at the end of the day, it's still getting their name out there and hopefully giving some teachers something new to try. But yeah, Kahoot is the reigning champion. And I almost didn't put Kahoot in, which is crazy because in my head, it's been around so long. I was like, oh my gosh, do they still have legs? And and this was, they do, <laughs> they have strong legs still. So Blue Kit, I will Blue say Kit. the reason why I call it Blue Kit is because it reminds me of that old Pizza Hut read a book, Book It. Mm. And and that's the reason why I always called it that. But Bluke it. Yeah, um, he, he told me because those little like characters are called blukes. That's that's why they're little blukes instead of blocks. They're blukes, and this is Bluke it. That was that was the thought behind it. That's good to know. I stand <laughs> I stand corrected, and you know if we we mention that on the podcast anymore, I will try to get that right pronunciation. <laughs> All right, northeast bracket. We have Ed Puzzle versus Insert Learning. I think this is probably going to be a landslide of Ed Puzzle uh, going away with this one. Yep, Ed Puzzle. I also had my final four, and they um, yeah they are running away with this one. Um, pretty strong. Yeah, this is probably our biggest blowout so far. So Ed Puzzle, which is again in my head one of the absolute best tools. It's going to take this one down for sure. All right. For the next one, I hope formative, uh, you know, tweets at me and uh, gives me a couple mean tweets on this one. But <laughs> as I said, Moat is by far my favorite tool of the pandemic. If I had to give them a golden star, they would get it. I would go Moat here. I'm probably, I hope I'm in the majority for this one. I'm going to probably sit down and, uh, you know, cry and maybe... <laughs> Maybe uh, shoot a tweet over to Darren White across the pond and and try to get some moral support after uh, this one would get upset. Let's see. Yeah, so this was a hard one because Formative is such a strong tool and Moat is still so new. So again, I'm glad a lot of people are seeing Moat, but Moat is really close to pulling this off and their hashtag was vote for Moat, which I just thought was lovely and and perfect for this. But it looks like they're going to lose by about 5%. It's really close, but I think Formative should take it down. Yeah, I'm going to have to log into <laughs> a couple more accounts, see what I could do about that. But uh, All right, let's go to the southeastern part of the bracket. We have Screencastify versus WeVideo. Like I said, Screencastify, I'm not taking anything away from them, but WeVideo does everything and a whole lot more when it comes to creation. I know it's going to come down probably to the paid versus not paid uh, tool here, but I go with WeVideo. I'm probably guessing that Screencastify will take it down because it is not free. Yep, you are right. I mean, they are both good tools. And this is one of the ones, I didn't talk about this in the beginning. I always get this question as part of my hatred towards this bracket and the angry text is how can you choose they do different things, which is so totally true. So we attempted this year to put similar tools near each other, but at the end of the day, we're just asking people to choose. If you had to pick one tool for your district to keep and want to get rid of, what are you picking, right? And and so this one, I know they're different, but you're right, Screencastify is taking this one down uh, pretty strong. All right, and the last one, and these two are probably the most similar out of any pair up that we have, no pun intended, but Pear Deck or Nearpod. I'm going to tell you this, I see Nearpod more in high schools and I see Pear Deck more in middle schools and elementary schools. So I would probably lean, and this is a very soft lean, like I could literally lay on that, that line between the two here and I would say Nearpod over Pear Deck. You are spot on. It is extremely close because they are both so good and so similar and such strong tools. I know to put against each other in that first round, but you're right. It's it's right now Nearpod's going to take it down most likely by just a little, little bit unless Pear Deck has some sort of crazy rally. After hearing the results, it seems like I'm going to be completely out after <laughs> the first round here, which I think is absolutely 
unacceptable. And I will be mean tweeting you um, <laughs> throughout the rest of the competition, trying to sabotage everything all 2021 at Tech Madness. How are you doing after the first round? Not good either. I mean, what does that say about us as tech coaches, right? That we, we, you all four years are going to be gone. And two of my four, uh, I, Ed Puzzle and Flipgrid are going to be there, but Pear Deck and Gimkit will be gone. So maybe it means that we're on the cutting edge, right? We know what's wonderful and these tools are still growing, or <laughs> maybe we're just not in the majority. Who knows? But yeah, either way, we both took a pretty good hit after this first round. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm still hoping. I, I guess uh, there's a couple more hours left in the first round. I'm going to have to set up a bot and maybe uh, <laughs> maybe go out and send out a school-wide email with uh, the voting links for, for Moat and Wakelet and Blukit and video. <laughs> May my tools go on, I guess. Maybe. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up. This was just a quick overview of the 2021 EdTech bracket, the March Madness version of the bracket. Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed this uh, short episode on that. Please make sure to follow us on the podcast. Stay tuned for more updates of the bracket. I'm sure that we probably won't do another full episode on the bracket, but we will mention it along the way as it plays out. And I can basically do mean segments of uh, a podcast over a just a tweet. I think it might go a little bit further. Uh, but check out the podcast on all the major players. Go to guttech.com to get more content. All right. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. All right. Take it easy. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Got Tech, the podcast. Remember to subscribe to our show and follow us at We Got Tech on Twitter so you can stay up to date with the latest episode releases, blog posts, product reviews, and PD announcements. You can also follow Geist and I individually at Geist Got Tech and at Nick Got Tech on Twitter or on Instagram at Nick Got Tech. Finally, remember to check out our website, gottech.com, where we post all our episodes, articles, and resources available to you for free. Until next time.